Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron, and I will be the bear today, and that leaves Nigel with probably more of the bear. Oh, yeah, so much bear. Yeah. Maybe some bull. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, Maybe both of us will have bull. Well, we kind of saw on Monday, the, there was all these bank failure talk and all this bad stuff, right? Right. And then Monday morning rolls around, and the market rallied right you know how many people that pissed off (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so it was an absolute mind-blowing event for a lot of people because you know seeing bank failures is a kind of a familiar thing and a very scary thing Mm -hmm. um you know these are the people with all the money and if the money just simply stops if the money if all of a sudden people are losing money then obviously you know how can the how can the market or the stock market do well Mm -hmm. right uh because the banks kind of control everything Companies, even if they're not a bank, keep their money in a bank. Mm-hmm. And if the bank fails, then there goes their money, right? Yep. Or at least that's what was supposed to happen. All right. So why in the world, in the face of all of that, where all of a sudden we have a really shanky bank system here, are, is the stock market going up right after all of that is announced? All right. Well, that's why I wanted to hold off and just watch because the Federal Reserve in past years has shown that they are willing to make sure that we don't have a domino effect. And what that means is if if we have a shaky bank system, then they're willing to print money to do whatever they have to do in order to keep banks from failing outright. Mm -hmm. Now, in this case, they let the banks fail, but they guaranteed the deposits altogether, right? Um, and, and so that was above and beyond what the FDIC, the, the insurance does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and so now the question is, is where is that money coming from? Yeah. Right. The federal reserve, what does it keep a whole bunch of money on hand? No, but it can print money anytime it wants. And the Mm -hmm. way they print money these days is simply adding zeros to bank accounts. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and and so that's kind of what they're doing. They're standing up another thing and they're saying, all right, look, we don't want all of these banks to fail because you saw the list of how many banks were on that endangered list, right? Yeah, it was like 30 or 40. Yeah, there was a lot. Well, and then on, on Monday also, they halted the trading of 30 banks, yes. which again, as I mean, as a trader, that drives me nuts <laughs> because I want the opportunity to trade those things. I get why they halted them, but still. Yeah. Yeah, but this this would have been more than a Lehman Brothers. Now, Lehman Brothers happened, and we all know that that's, that was the impetus, right? But remember, Lehman Brothers failed. The markets didn't actually take their dive for five days. Everybody stood there saying, well, now what do we do for yeah, five what's, days? What's going on? Yeah. And then they decided, all right, now it's time to panic. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so so this, this is not something that that um that I wasn't expecting to happen because if the federal reserve came in and said oh no no we're going to make it right then I kind of expected everybody to say oh okay then non event mm-hmm. which is what happened now if you were holding anything like uh like the the silver bank or signature bank or svv svb I'm mm-hmm. sorry then your stock was simply wiped out all right and this is something that I wish that we were looking at right before the show Typically, when something fails, like a company fails, Bed Bath & Beyond or something like that, there is a period where it goes down. And then what we'll see is a, kind of a dead cap bounce. Yeah, that's an old right? trading term, by the way. Yeah. I've said that before and people look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's, it just means it fell kind of fast and then it bounces back up and then it falls back down. 
Yeah. So, so typically what happens is, is it will hit a point where the buy the dippers go in and say, all right, no, it's going, it's hit bottom and now it's going to go back up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some good news and it's really cheap and it's only 50 cents so we can buy it. And if it gets back up to $6, man, look at how much money. And, and that could happen really fast. And so they start buying and we see it takes back off, even if the thing ultimately is going to fail. Now in the banking system, that's a little bit different. All right. So, uh, you know, here, uh, what is it? Uh, the Silvergate or Silicon Valley Bank, they were heading down and announcing problems. Hey, we're, we're going to fail. And you would expect them to keep going down. And then, and then maybe there's some time where, all right, what are we going to do with this? And so then the stock would kind of steady. And it looks like we might be able to save it. The Fed, Federal Reserve might take it over. Okay, it bounces. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen here, right? All of a sudden, the Federal Reserve simply said, all right, we're taking it over. And stock's gone. gone. Yeah. All right. There was no bounce. There was no nothing. And so anybody that was thinking, all right, we're going to buy the dip there, went to try and trade SVB and found out there's nothing to trade. I I can't even buy it. Yeah. Right. Um, Because it looked like there was a little bit of talk of even Elon Musk going in and buying the bank. Yeah. Which would have played with the price of that if it hadn't been over the weekend. But Mm -hmm. no, the Federal Reserve took it over and it's just gone. Yeah. I mean, I think they're actually still looking for a buyer for it. Well, they might be, but the stocks are gone. And PNC, I think, was the biggest one that was out there considering the buyout. Don't know if that's going to happen or not. But the thing that really irritates me about this whole thing, especially, is you had a bunch of high-powered people that worked high up in this bank Uh that a couple of weeks, a month, I don't know what it was, beforehand, they know it's failing. Like, they can look at their books and say, hey, we're failing. And they went and sold millions of dollars worth of stock shares. Yeah. I mean, if there's not an investigation into those people, (laughs) then it's just basically saying that, yeah, you can insider trade because that's basically what it was. uh, Yeah. And there's no consequences to it. Right. Yeah. Now, there there was some talk out there that the real problem here, what we need to stop, obviously, what we need to regulate is short sellers. Short sellers are to blame for um, SVB going under. Which is ridiculous. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, reality 2.0, <laughs> as in, hey, we know what took it down, yeah. is that the short sellers had nothing more to do with it than made people a little bit nervous when they saw the stock, you know, turned some attention to it. Yeah. Now, it wasn't the withdrawals from the bank that started killing SVB. It was... It turned out that uh, that the real problem is is that the the bank didn't have that risk officer, which means that what they were buying and what they were relying on as their backup source was long term treasury notes. Mm-hmm. Well, with treasury notes, when the rates go up, the price of the treasury note goes down, and so if they have to get into a place where they have to start liquidating that because uh, loans are going against them, as in you know some of the some of the companies have failed, and so now they're not collecting the loans. Um, people have withdrawn money for for some event or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And now they have to actually liquidate to bring up more cash. But they, as they liquidate, they bought the treasury note for this price, and they have to sell it for a much lower price, which mm-hmm. is what was happening. And that's where the billions were being lost, right? Um, well, <clears throat> and I don't know if you've heard of this this rule that was created in two thousand nine. Uh, basically, you do not have to report unrealized gains or losses. Yes. So just the, the realized. The fifteen billion were all unrealized losses. So when you initially looked at the bank, it didn't look that bad. And then you go back behind and you look, 
hey, why is there $15 billion of unrealized losses sitting here? Which actually, when they started, when they had to actually start liquidating because they didn't have enough on deposit on hand, right? Enough cash on hand. They did start having to liquidate those. They became realized. Mm -hmm. And when they started reporting the realized, that's when everything got really shaky. Yeah. Right? That's when people panicked and started withdrawing money. So it wasn't so much... It wasn't so much the the short sellers. The short sellers were alerting everybody that there was problems. It was actually the lack of deposits and the lack of of uh, financial stability there. Mm-hmm. You uh, know, and actually, one of our favorite newscasters um, talked about this bank and said, "What a what oh, a great are we going to are we going buy. to are we going to call him a newscaster?" Oh, well, I don't know. What is what is he? <laughs> I mean, he might as he's he's on he's a news. He is newscaster on the same level that reality TV is reality. Okay. Well, what he's on the news, though. Okay. He's on yes, the he's news. He's on CNBC. Yeah. And he's talking <laughs> about how Silicon Valley is 60% down. This is when it was at $300 a share because uh-huh. it used to be at like $900 a share. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's a good buy. They're a good bank. They're backed by all these people. Da, 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 da. And then, what yeah. is it, a month later? He's, he's telling everybody, yeah, it's, this is a good buy. Buy yeah. it. Buy it. And it, some people. You're not are, mentioning any names, by the way. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't mention a name like this over the radio where it might actually, where, where, you know, people might know this person, like, I don't know, Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't want to mention name cause yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel bad, but, <laughs> uh, no, but he was kind of talking about this and some people are blaming the, the failure of SB, F, SVB on him almost because they're looking at it saying, Hey, nobody was paying attention to this bank. And then as soon as this was being talked about and it was being toted, people uh-huh. started to do the research and they started to look into the company more because they're like, hey, maybe this is a good thing to buy. And then they realized, oh, no, it's, oh, no, it's yeah. really bad. We should not get anywhere near this thing. And because right after that point was when the short sellers really started to kick in. Yeah. So I don't know if he just exposed it, if he accidentally did it, if he really, I don't know. But <laughs> he should have probably done the research before he ever talked about it on the news. Yeah, telling everybody to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's got a history of this. He was telling people to buy Lehman Brothers and and Bear Stearns and Bear Stearns before they failed to. Yeah. yeah careful, yeah. careful who you take you know advice from. Yeah, don't listen to people on on yeah. the TV. You got to look at a chart and say, hey, would I be willing to buy or sell this based on the price movement that it's yeah. actually doing? Right. Yeah. So, by the way, it was Signature Bank that the Fed seized. Was it signature? Was, yeah, signature. Okay. Anyway, okay. Want to get away from that now? Now, I, the last thing I'm going to say about that is that the bank failure here with SVB, Signature, um, Silver Bank. This is going to affect all banks, whether we have any more bank failures or not. It's going to affect all banks because you can expect that they are going to have to tighten up their. They're going to get looked at a little bit more closely, so they're going to tighten up their risk, and that means that they're probably going to be able to loan less. Mm-hmm. All right. Now their stock has already taken a hit, but when they loan out less money, that means that that uh, you know businesses it's harder for them to raise capital, and so you can expect that they're not going to do as well in the future. It's going to slow growth. Um, we're, uh, so quarters going forward, we might actually see actual recession. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be able to hire new people. They're going to have to probably even cut down on the number of people that they're hiring right now. So we're already seeing Meta laying off another 10,000. Mm. We're going to see things like that continue, most likely. But also, because credit is is more is tighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to affect... It, 
housing housing yeah it's going to affect everything yeah that's what i was thinking i was wondering right. uh, what the reaction was going to be to mortgage rates after this if, yeah if if banks are going to get a little bit more stingy because they are afraid of uh, this happening again or or whatever it is with some of their risk and kind of cutting that down a little bit That'll be interesting to see. Right. Um, and I, I wonder if somebody will do a comparison before and after. I don't know. I don't know. But they're, they're, you know, now everybody's wondering, all right, uh, because these failed and they were insured by the FDIC and the government stepped in, the government didn't step in. It was the Federal Reserve, which is, it sounds government, but it's not. It's yeah. a private bank. Okay. It's the central bank. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, guaranteeing the deposits from the from the Federal Reserve the U.S., you know, Janet Yellen said, oh, no, this uh, this guaranteeing deposits won't require any taxpayer funds. And she's kind of right, okay, because this is insurance. It's paid. It's not taxpayer funds at this point. It's the Federal Reserve printing money. Um, but the taxpayer has to pay for it. Well, the taxpayer, all right, because they didn't establish a bond, no. The U.S. didn't establish a bond to cover these banks, this was from FDIC. Now, what's going to happen is, is that FDIC, the insurance the provider there, the federal insurance provider, is going to replenish its stores by levying additional fees on banks. And the higher FDIC fees will ultimately fall on the small banks and Main Street businesses, meaning that the common person is going to pay for it in higher fees, in lower Just in a credits, roundabout way. In a roundabout way. So, yes, this does ultimately fall back on the consumer. Also, if the Fed had to print more money, then it comes out eventually somewhere in inflation. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it all comes back to to Main Street. Now, my biggest problem with this, and this is something that I've been talking about for two at least years, mm-hmm. right, is that the real nasty component of inflation is how it affects us in the long term. All right. So people that are retired, well their ability to remain retired has just been compromised. People that were retired well are now retired mediocre. Mm -hmm. And if we keep having inflation in the future, they'll be retired poor. Yeah. Right? Um, People that were looking at retirement and hoping to be retired and thought they were further along, all of a sudden, because cost of living has gone up, are now not as far along as as they Mm -hmm. thought they were or were in the past. And they're going to have to do either some catch-up, and that means that they've got to do better somewhere, or, you know, somehow. Anyway, yeah. we have free classes just to talk about things like this and how to get around it. Come to one of those free classes. Uh, the number is 8448-TRADER. That's 844-887-2337. Or text the word INCOME to 25029. Again, that's INCOME to 25029. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> 